Welcome to the Together for Good podcast from Bethany Lutheran Church in Cherry Hills Village, Colorado. On today's episode, we have a sermon for you. This sermon was preached during our worship service on August the 23rd. However, that morning, we had some internet problems at the church, and so we weren't able to start the live stream. So many of you likely didn't get a chance to hear the sermon because you probably logged on trying to get onto the live stream that morning, and it wasn't working uh, because we weren't broadcasting because we didn't have internet access. But it's a really good sermon um, from Pastor Gary on the topic of death. This was part of our Seasons of Life series. And we acknowledge that one of the seasons of life is death and learning how to die well and how to be with one another uh, when death confronts us. So Pastor Gary's got a great sermon to share with you all that maybe you haven't had a chance to hear yet. (laughs) Without further ado, here is the sermon from August the 23rd, 2020. So we're in this in this series of seasons, and we've walked through those seasons that are a part of our lives, and now we talk about that season that is a part of life, the season of death, and how we, how we consider death. And I have to tell you that the readings that were chosen for this were chosen weeks ago, and then we asked you last week that if you would be willing to share what are some of your greatest concerns about death? And I was amazed at the honesty and the, the power of the responses that people shared. And they largely fell into two categories that, that almost line up with the scripture passages that we have for today. That first passage, so so mournful and so filled with emotion from King David. And you have to consider the context of this, that his soldiers are returning from battle. Now, if we read back further into Scripture, when soldiers return from battle, and David would know this as well as anybody, because David was one of these these captains who would go out and who would bring his forces back after conquering, and they would come into the city with while cheering for what they had accomplished. In fact, we even know that this created contention between when David was, was not yet king, but was in Saul's army. He would come back and the people would cheer so loudly for David that it actually put a rift between him and Saul, who was king at the time. And so, so David knows the exhilaration of what soldiers would want to feel like returning from battle. And yet this runner comes and reports the battle to David before his soldiers arrive. And we hear that mournful cry, Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom. And those words, would I had died instead of you. And so when the report of this comes back, it tells us that the troops... um, turned their rejoicing in to mourning. And and the vividness of this, the troops stole into the city that day. As soldiers steal in who are ashamed when they flee battle. You get the heart-wrenching nature of all of this because David is in this season. 
He's in the season of death. And we know that that creates such incredible emotion within us. And so as we, as we consider what that means for us, so many who responded to that question about their concern about death had to say, actually, I'm not concerned about dying. That was on a lot of people's minds. What they were concerned about was the grief experience of death. And in one of two ways, either that they would be the Davids, that they would be the people who experience such tremendous grief and knowing how challenging that is. But the other one might be that they were the people who were the Absaloms, that is that they were dying and they knew that family and friends would be in grief over their death. And so, so we had people talking about, I mean, Somebody was, was very clear in all that. They said, I would be so grieved for the mess my loved ones would have when I left because they're not an organized person. And so that would be a part of it. Others talked about the fact that they would be so grieved and their greatest fear is leaving their daughter and, and not being around for, a, for times of, of preparing for college or weddings and things that might come with that. People talked about the earthly grief that would be left in their leaving and that they just don't want to put people through that. One person said that their greatest sorrow is for the suffering that happens and even for them now, the companionship that they miss with people who've gone before them. But then I love this line, I don't really find it difficult to think about my own death. I get the easy part in that one, you know, as we have that sense of looking ahead. So we know that, we know that death has such power for our lives. It brings in emotions so deep that people around are caught up in them. This is just a part of the season that we find ourselves in when death becomes a reality in our own lives. And the Bible doesn't escape that. David didn't escape that. The challenge that we might have, of course, is then looking in our gospel lesson. And we would think that Jesus would be, would be more, more in tune to this. We do get it a little bit in the story of the raising of Lazarus when Jesus shows up at the tomb and we hear those words, Jesus began to weep. We understand that power of death. Jesus knows the, the power of death that it leaves on our human souls. But in this passage for today, Jesus is saying to his disciples that he's going to be killed, but then rise again. And of course, Peter comes, tries to rebuke him quietly away from everybody, and then Jesus takes it upon himself to rebuke Peter in front of everybody. And then this wonderful line, or this horrible line, depending on what circumstance you're in, you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Well, just in case Jesus doesn't know this, when somebody dies, I feel human. When death is a part of the season of life that I enter into, I feel human. What else am I gonna set my mind on? I'm gonna set my mind on human things. Human things are real. Their grief and their sorrow and their loss. 
and they cut into my own soul, what else would I think in that time? And they also just, they create uncertainty. Whether we would like to say, hey, we're in a church, we know all about this, we have funerals here, we proclaim the resurrection all the time. That's what Jesus was trying to do here. Three days later, I will rise again. It's not so easy just to think that that's what we do. We just set our minds ahead because I am trapped in my human construct. I'm trapped in understanding that death is real, grief is real, and you know what else is real? Questions. Questions are real. And so the season of death brings up these questions. And that was the second thing I heard of most from people about what would happen. Is somebody said, you know, we talk about heaven all the time. We, we kind of know it's real. And yet somebody would say, you still don't know for sure. I mean, I, I can't give you any empirical proof of heaven. Somebody else wrote about that. Uh, life after death is a Christian belief. I firmly believe it, but it's not a fact. It's something that draws out faith in us. But when we're in the midst of that season, just as Pastor Nate preached several weeks ago, doubts are going to be real as a part of our lives. And so we have to honor them and understand what that might mean for us. Somebody mentioned that Oftentimes, even at funerals, we'll talk about the hope for the resurrection. We'll talk about that, the hope for the resurrection. And they said, if you're hoping for it, that doesn't sound like you know it for sure. And that always confuses them. And I would have to say, I don't usually say the hope of the resurrection. I always talk about the sure and certain hope. Because hope to me isn't a, well, gosh, let's just hope so. But instead, it's, an, it's, an, it's more of an expectation so the sureness and the certainty of that is something that we want to proclaim. But when you're in that season, you feel a little bit like Peter. You just don't want to deal with that because we're caught up in human things. So where do we, where do we go with that? Sometimes we just have to come back to the words of Jesus we come back to those three simple words, or th the three simple days that are reflected in, and after three days, rise again. And he talked about this quite openly. Now, we might have thought that he talked about his death quite openly. Maybe Jesus was also talking about the resurrection quite openly. Like he wanted us to know that and to find some certainty in it. And in the midst of that, we just realize that sometimes the greatest promises are also the greatest challenges of our faith. And, and somebody said, my concern is my faith isn't strong enough. I really want to know I'm going to see my loved ones again, but I just don't know for sure that it's true. And these are things that, that just are a part of our everyday life. The questions about how do we know for sure are real questions. You know what? 
They're human questions. And they're not going to go away. But this is what I would say to that human question. Is God has a divine answer. Because you are a creation of the divine. You are God's beloved created to be in relationship with God, not just as a human creation, but as a creation built for eternity. And so some point along the way, I think what Jesus wants is in the midst of our human questions to allow God's divine promise to break in and to bring us something to that. I'm, I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit on Pastor Nate. He gets to preach on resurrection and new life next week. But we have to honor this in this season of death because it's a part of what, it's a part of what becomes real to us. So how do we live through that time? We admit it. I'm human. I'm going to be filled with sorrow and grief. I'm going to feel the heartache that David felt on the death of his son Absalom. I'm going to feel like I want to be Peter. I want to say to God, why does this have to happen? This shouldn't have to happen. You can stop all of this sorrow. And then I can hear Jesus say, God is divine. And you are God's creation. Allow yourself to sometimes find the comfort in a divine thought. And let that be a part of the season of death. This quote might, might be as, as much for next week as it is for today, but I wanted to share, somebody wrote about a, um, a hospice nurse and one of, the, um, one of his patients. And the nurse said, I had an amazing experience today when one of my patients died. When he took his last breath, he opened his eyes in surprise and delight and gasped. Oh, she said, oh, like a child who's come down the stairs to the Christmas tree and, and saw the presents on Christmas morning. I hope I go like that. That would be a season to know that the experience of death just leads us into the next season. And so Pastor Nate, next week, will talk to us about that season for today. Know that God understands your human thoughts. Know that God, even Jesus at Lazarus' tomb, understood the, the depth of human grief. But know this, God will allow you to set your mind on human things and to experience even some of the greatest sorrows that are a part of our lives. But never forget that you are God's creation. You are the beloved child of the divine. And God sets the very eyes of God upon you. Amen.